Uh, I don't even expect Diego. <laughs> I know. At this point, it's like, yeah, it's another week where Diego's not going to be there. And I'm like, I... Especially where you talked about last week where he was like, I was so hungover. I'm like, yeah, he's probably... I probably have to edit last week's episode because that still hasn't come out. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I thought he was, like, doing it that day. That's what I thought. But then... Mm-hmm. Or maybe he did it and just never posted it, but I don't know. Yeah. So, I, at this point, I'm not even going to wait for him, especially since I don't need to sit in my room for 45 minutes in the heat before I stop talking about anything. So, it's episode 100. Yay, big deal. Um, it's Coincidentally, with episode 100, we get like the hugest piece of throw your hands up in the air and run around like you don't know what's going to happen. The sky is falling kind of news. Um, this week, Megumi Han, I guess, I don't know if it was official announcement or accidentally said it. And again, I'm, I'm Dame Dr. Foxy Brown. I started the show without introducing myself because I felt like giving you just a little bit of that Ass Backwards Anime Podcast flavor. So yeah. You, so you can know how we roll. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Ed the Crimson. Bang, bang. What's happening? Yep. And we're, we're talking about how Megumi Han announced basically that episode 148 is the last episode of Hunter Hunter 2011 as it stands. Yeah, apparently. Or the turning point, as she likes to call it. Yeah, because she doesn't want to call it the final episode. This is the first big show in a big lead role. So I guess she doesn't want to say, you know, it's done, especially since we're at, at a time right now where there, I guess there's enough money flowing in anime that they could put a show down and then pick it back up. I mean, we've seen it happen several times with Gintama. Uh, I think Naruto took almost a year off in between first show proper and then Shippuden. And really, I don't remember that happening at all. I don't remember how much time it was. Honestly, they did. Oh, okay. They did take a break though. Oh, okay. So I, I do remember it was like it probably was like they months. got to the part in the manga where it basically gets to the ship and stuff, and then they just went straight filler for like ninety episodes or something like that. It's like a break, yeah. so it's based as like almost a two year break, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think Bleach is done, I guess, until the manga is done. So yeah, most likely. And you have shows, of course, who pick up and who finish things through OVA. Um, Black Lagoon went down, unfortunately, because the, that writer couldn't get his shit together. I don't know what... Um, like, it, ever. What his problem is. But it went down <laughs> for a while, and then they, they did OVAs to... when he, Once he finished a story arc, they did OVAs to tie that off. Unfortunately, he seems to be incapable of finishing further story arcs. And we're also... It's, it's also a time when we're seeing shows um, that got OVAs back in the day, like um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and now today... It's a full-fledged TV show. Like, people are seriously like, look, we're gonna animate all of this. Luckily, like, he did he did these things for 20 years. Yeah, so he's there's so much material. We just could go on and on and on. Yeah. We could do a show... Mind you, they might have to do some Hunter Hunter shit with moving the time slot constantly. I'm sure. <laughs> And you have a situation also. I mean, it's not quite a TV show revival yet, but we're still holding off that at some point they'll be like, okay, now we were joking all that time. We made those movies and whatnot. Now we're going to do anime revival of Berserk. So, like, Berserk was a show in 98, I think, or 96. 
And it was good. It was well-received. Whatever. And then we forgot about it. For a long time. Yeah. Everybody that didn't read the manga forgot about it. And then... Until you yourself decided to remind everyone. And yeah. you had, like, a whole lot of anime Twitter crying <laughs> and going through feelings. Because, I mean, it's this really good series. They're like, <laughs> I don't know why y'all are reading this. Y'all are dumb. Y'all love fantasy. What's going mm-hmm. on? Um, so... Studio Four Degrees C, of all the people, I know Peterson joked about it once, but they were <laughs> yes, he did. They were the ones who picked it up and they made movie triplets. So, um, of course, we the, and the way Megumi Han like wrote it is just sort of like she expects at some point in the future there's gonna be more, uh, especially since you know the manga's not done; it's continuing, and we know that like by the time that happens, Megumi Han will probably have children, and they'll be like, "Mommy, what's a voice actor?" And she'll be like, "It's a thing that pays all the bills, baby." Yes. <laughs> so, um, she said basically that one forty-seven wraps up the story, and one forty-eight is like an epilogue. So one forty-two aired last week. Um, prior to recording. So I'm like, is that enough episodes to complete this arc? I mean, I guess. I know that this arc isn't that long, and it's just like, he just kill a bunch of people, and then hold votes, and then heal gone, and you got it. But when you consider how stretched... I know it's, I know it's definitely, in terms of material-wise, it's shorter than the Chimera Ants arc, but it kind of feels weird. Like, are y'all just rushing? To yeah, I was that? like, like, did they just suddenly get money cut? They're like, all right, we're just going to have to finish this in, like, X amount of episodes. Yeah, it's weird to me. I mean, I'm sure as they see it play out, maybe that'll answer the question of are they rushing this? Because um, I don't remember offhand how many chapters it was between the point they are now and the point that ended the arc. So, I mean, obviously, if you if you end this without God getting healed, that'll just be incredibly messed up. <laughs> Yeah, that would <laughs> kind of hilarious, but yeah. And a waste of everybody's time. Everybody. Might as well not even have started this arc if you just weren't <laughs> going to do it. So, um, I get to the hospital doors and it's do, 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 do. <laughs> and it just ends there. <laughs> so, like, I'm waiting to see how that goes before I render judgment. But it does mean that in a few weeks, uh, five, more or less, we're going to be actually talking about the conclusion of the anime series as it stands. So we got a month of Hunter Hunter left? Just about? about. Yeah. Give uh, or take? And the other thing that's interesting is that uh, for a long time, we were anime only because no manga. And now we're going to have to be <laughs> like, hey, if you don't read the manga, oh well. And then it, it's so unreliable because in two weeks he could just decide, all right, that's my 2014. It was fun. Yep. I enjoyed having this audience and making this money. But you never know. I mean, now that he's tasted anime money um, for the, I don't know, third time, um, that he's tasted that delicious anime syndication money. Yes. And he knows that you know, you can't get that unless you you write some more manga. Maybe he'll he'll feel rejuvenated and be like, let me let me write some stuff. Or maybe his wife will shit on him and he'll be like, Hey man, I could do this too. I'm a I'm a manga. She doesn't even have a weekly show. I don't care about her. Yeah. <laughs> be like, 
Trick, your show doesn't come on every week. You need to sit down. It comes on, like, at the end of the month, right? Something like that. Something like that. Every two weeks. So <laughs> you get, like, two episodes a month or something? Yeah, I think yeah. it's bi-monthly. So, so yeah, it's going to it's gonna last the whole year, but... <laughs> Wait, yeah, not consistently. And mm. I've already seen complaints for various reasons. But, you know, people were hyping themselves up for years, so now they, they, now they just have to watch the show regardless of how they feel about it. So... Getting into the meat of this episode, episode 142. I'm of, sorry, they wanted those spaghetti women. Now, now they must reap what they sow. Yep. So this episode is called Needles and Debt. I and you get a big recap of Killua's feelings, basically, um, yep. on how his brother says, you know, I'm not going to kill you. Just kidding, because you know, on an intermission, you can't kill family. But of course, that only extends to family. And he gets a little flashback of his dad saying that Alaka's in family. You shouldn't consider that thing a part of the family. And he gets mad, cracks his phone. And he eventually runs away from the butlers that were protecting him. And that leaves behind Goto in a forest um, with Amane and Canary. And they were like, okay, what do we do now? And then Hisoka shows up in front of them. And he's like, you guys run. And I'm going to deal with Hisoka. And I, and I looked at it. I looked at him. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you poor bastard. You, you're not going to deal with anything. Because, yeah. I mean, again, we, we we joke about it. And we skip over it and whatnot. But Hisoka is a main character. Like, I feel, honestly, like, if anybody in this series has plot armor, it's Hisoka. Definitely. Like, like he's the worst person. He's terrible. He's homicidal. He's a pervert. He doesn't deserve to live. But it totally feels like he's gonna find some way to survive until the end of the story. Now, if I am proven wrong and he's killed in this arc, that would be terrible. Yeah, you know. But Isoka steps up to Goto, and in the previous episode, he caught a few of his coins. Yes. And was holding on to them. And then Goto is like, Goto fires at him again, basically. And Ahsoka does like this long stretch of the bungee gum. It's um, almost as wide as his body. And he blocks it. And as he blocks it, you can see that the coins are still spinning. And he, he asks Goto, like, hey, did you throw these safe? The way he phrased it was like, did I get more awesome or did you just throw it slow? <laughs> and he's like, no, I threw it slower for reasons. And then you see that he he made the coins spin, and they're continu- they're continuing to spin um, into the gum, and it basically ends up twisting his arms around. And he'd use the gum on his feet and to catch this, to kind of like keep himself in place. Yeah. Right. So your background noise is really loud. Really? Yep. I have background noise? I think so. I'm hearing something coming in through my speakers. Okay, I got it now. So, his arms are spinning and Goto's like, hey, you better release that Nen, or basically your Nen will rip your arms off. And he's like, okay, sure, I could. Or I could do this. And he like, um, he releases the Nen on his feet. And then flies away, because he's a magician. And, like, Goto shoots at him at the same time he does that, and he avoids all of the, basically, bullets. That chops um, down a tree. 
Yep. And Gozo can't see where he is, and he's like jumping between all the trees. And eventually he stops, and he's now toying with Gozo, and he's like, Hey, so I've got a question for you. In all the confusion, I lost count. Did I fire five bullets? Or did I fire six? I don't know, punk. You feel lucky? But no, really. <laughs> he's like, you fired 22 coins at me. The question that I have for you in this impromptu quiz of death, how many coins am I going to fire back? And Goto prepares himself with his coins, and he's like, it doesn't matter how many you fire, I'm going to shoot all of them down. And I really liked the the sound effects in the sequence. I, I made reference to it in episode 99 at the beginning part of their fight. But the sound effects that they use are um, gun and bullet sound effects. Yes. So it sounds like Goto is firing a gun. And then as the, the coins clink together and hit the ground, it sounds like um, shells dropping on the ground. So that's cool. And it's, it's, a, it's a good way um, auditorily to connect to the idea that um, he's basically a gunman. And as he's doing that, he manages to knock down all the coins. And he's all, ah, I did it. And then, like, it's so <laughs> But he didn't listen to Buster Rhymes, and he, he did not protect his neck. No. Isoka, like, descends down from the trees and slits his throat with cards. And then he's like, the correct, so he's like, he basically says, like, the quiz of death is always a rhetorical question. There's never an answer. He's like, the answer to how many coins I was going to shoot back at you to kill you was however many it was going to take to kill you. Yes. And he basically... <laughs> he basically unleashed the coins as a distraction so that he could behead Goto. Mm-hmm. So, like, he goes and he catches back up with Illumi so they could regroup and figure out what they're going to do. Because Killer was run away from Subone, Canary, and Amane. And he goes into lightning mode, and Subone looks at that and is like, yeah, I'm not going to catch you jogging up behind you. So she calls Amane, who's still running with um, Canary. Yes. And, like, after this part when Amane just tells her, like, okay, you're going to come with me um, because we're going to ride my grandmother's bike, and I need someone else so the bike could go faster. And like they're running, and there's this weird cut that's from a distance where it looks the running animation looks really sloppy and weird. Um, as they're running on the highway before they get to the the bike, and of course the bike is sitting there, and the bike is Subone because of course it is. Yeah, it was like, wait, wait, where's the what? And it's like, like, oh no, that's that's grandmother. Because they like run up, and the bike's already on, which is mm-hmm. weird, and it's like gunning itself. I'm like, the bikes can't do that. And then this is why you realize, obviously, the bike is a person. It would explain why it needs their nan to burn as fuel. So why it has a face. Yeah, also. And hair. So yes. that's a really interesting way of creating um, your nan ability that, so that it would require others. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, so, an ability that like requires teamwork. And I guess we would see more of that later. I guess uh, we'll see that. We already saw that in the manga again recently. So Subone is chasing Killua and is actually catching up to him. And he's like, wait a second, this isn't supposed to happen. Like, I have, he has his lightning speed maxed out. And the fact that he's carrying another person isn't really having an impact on his speed. But Subone is still catching up. So he's just like, you know what? 
screw this and he jumps off the the road because i couldn't figure out why he was running down the road anyway like if your brother is anywhere in the vicinity you running out in the open is just gonna make it easier so he he jumps off and he runs down the cliff face and into the bushes towards the town and Subone just stops and is like, nah, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to chase him that way. It doesn't make any sense. Especially since we already know um, what he's going to have to do if he wants to get to Ghana. And she does this little thing where she's, she's asking Amane and Canary, Canary basically to arrive at the same conclusion that she's arrived at. And they're kind of slow. Because I guess, you know, she is kind of the kind of the master butler, if you will, like the head of all the butlers. Yep. So she, I can see that she's using this as a way to kind of test their abilities and, you know, kind of uh, teach them some. So they eventually conclude that, hey, you know, we're a continent away from where he needs to be. So obviously he has to go to the airport <laughs> if he wants to uh, catch up, if he wants to go to Gone. So they head, they head directly to the airport, basically cut him off. Uh, and she says that we can get there faster than Illumi can get there. It's going to take him, I think, half an hour by car. And they could get there in 10 minutes, roughly. So Kikilawa and, and Alaka arrive at the airport. They're already there. Um, Kidari's like, or Amani, one of them is like, we have tickets to go on an airship and he's like oh, you only have one airship is you think that that's how this is gonna work you don't think my brother is gonna like rocket launcher a single airship out of the air you gotta be more serious about this you have to you have to have a bunch of different air airships i think it's a direction like she was she was pretty yeah simple. after a while she was arguing with him mm-hmm. and so she goes back to the counter and she's like filling out the forms to get the other tickets he's basically there um they're chartering all of these airships um, basically with no one in them. And she's talking about how they still have to buy tickets um, on board each airship. So it's if he comes and he looks at the manifest, it makes it look like there are people traveling on each one of these so he wouldn't know which one he has to go after. And while she's doing that, like Canary's just like peppering her with questions. There's a, at one point, the, fir- the first question she asks makes it sound like she can't read. Yeah, I was like, Tagashi, come so, on. That's, that's a bit racist for her uh-huh. to be like, hey, what, is this, what does this say? What is this paper? And she's, she's asking a bunch of questions, and you saw uh, Killua and Alka sit down behind them, and I'm just like, this kid's going to run away, clearly. Y'all, neither of y'all are looking at him. Obviously, mm-hmm. Canary doesn't have any intentions of watching him, but Amane is not aware of that at, at that point. And then, of course... When she finally does everything and she turns around, Kilo was gone. And she's like, it was you, of course. Like, all along, you were just asking me those dumb questions so he could get away. And Canary does the, I don't know what you're talking about, face. And um, Amane basically pouts. And yes. Canary's like, oh, you look cute like that. I mean, in your real self. It's like, if you acted like that all the time, maybe Kilo would like you. And I'm like, nobody cares what Kilo thinks. Yeah. Really, it's like I didn't know that there was like this huge an- initiative for, to get liked by Killua. If you're a butler, I mean, I guess he's the the heir. Mm-hmm. He's the future head of the house, so it would be in your best interest if he liked you. Makes sense, I guess. But like, he's a jerk. He's like, whatever. If you're the best butler, it doesn't matter if he likes you or not. Um, yep. you, you eventually would be more skilled than everybody else and you'd be the head butler 
whether he trusts you or not. No. So they decide. Um, Canary basically tells her that I'm doing. I'm gonna do what I want, and she buys a ticket to go on uh, one of the airships in another direction. She's like, "I'll be a decoy because I plan to meet up with Goto first, and the two of us are gonna go together wherever." And she's like, "If you want to chase him, go ahead. Knock yourselves out." And apparently, she has her own like fucking blimp license. Apparently they all do, because, like, Kelly yeah. was there flying this blimp, but I'm like, son, come on, you can't even yeah. drive. What's happening here? Yeah, I was like, what's happening? What? Why does everybody know how to drive blimps? I could almost accept that butlers get training in everything, because I figure if the kids do want to travel, and mom and dad aren't particularly into letting them travel with the regular people... Yeah. They would have to then have a private airship, and in that case, you definitely have to have a butler drive it. But yes. like, come on, why does he know how to fly? That just like makes it easier for him to run away from home. Yeah, which is what he's doing. So he's he's flying his little blimp, and then he he calls Morale up, and he starts explaining to Morale what's happening, which is what he's not supposed to be doing. But luckily, he doesn't have uh, yeah no, the Goto butler. there to tell him no. So he's basically telling him. You know, my brother's out to kill me. Well, not me, but my brother's out to kill my other brother, who's my sister. Because uh, um, I love that he says whatever he says, and then Morale says brother. So I, I don't know how he interprets that as brother. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I seriously feel like it was a typo, and he just like, kept doing it. Um, so, because you have to be consistent. If you put it in, if you put it in print, one time uh, with Killua saying sister, and it's, you can't just, I mean, I guess you could issue, like, a correction, but it makes you look bad. So you just be like, hey, Killua says this is his sister, and everyone else says this is his brother, and just roll with that. Just, just find a way to work it into the story. Yes. So. And he, then I think he also kind of talked about the ability as well, right? Pretty yeah. Cool. He says that Illumi's afraid that um, Alaka attempting, he mentions that Alaka's the only thing that can heal Gon. And he says he's afraid that in healing gone, Alaka will wipe out the family. And in that, what he says, uh, Morale's able to conclude that it's a wish system. And he's like, he explains to Morale what he needs to do. Because he says that, um, he basically says what Illumi says later. Basically, Illumi has no friends. He's nobody he can trust except Ahsoka, who's already working for him. So... In order to pursue all these different airships, he's going to have to use Needlemen. And he explains that Needlemen are people uh, that he's controlling through these needles in their heads. And he usually causes them to exert themselves to the point of death. And he, uh, Killua references um, rule number four in the Hunter Code, which is that a hunter may not um, target another hunter. Unless that hunter's done something to um, basically invalidate his existence as a hunter. Yes. Uh, which in this case would be if he would cause large numbers of people to die. Because at first I was thinking, okay, there's eight airships. You just use six people to follow the ships. And you follow one and Hisoka follows the other one and you should be good. But no, he, he went to a park and he just threw them in everybody. So there's like 50 people at this park. And all of them are now following him uh, to go after these different blimps. I do like the couple that are, like, still hugging. While Yo, they like, they, he never let go of her. That was amazing. No. 
And so morale goes to Teradin, Lupe, and Bushidora, who are the anti-chairman segment. Um, and he's like, yo, there's this hunter who is about to do a bunch of murder. So what we need you guys to do is to find these people that he's controlling and neutralize them. And then we could later capture that hunter and try him or kill him, whatever needs to be done. Uh, but he doesn't want that because obviously they're much weaker than morale and everybody else. He doesn't want them to confront um, Illumi if they see him. Yes. It's, it's like, just deal with the Neilman, we'll deal with everything else. And then Bushidora, Lupe, and Terridan, they make a public statement because, of course, they do. And they announce that basically two of them are withdrawing from the, the Hunter race. And they're saying to give all their votes to Terridan because he's the leader of their little group. The Sanin group or something? Because what he says what they want to do is they want to rebuild um, the original group that Natero um, was a part of. And it, it seems like it shows the silhouettes of the um, the Zodiacs, but also, I think, some other people. Yeah, I was like, man, I wonder who they are. And basically, they want to reform that, I guess, using the Zodiacs as well. And... In order for them to do that, like obviously Tyrion has to win, but they also want to impose these other rules that they disagree with. And one of one of the problems that they have is with the rule that a hunter may never target another hunter. They think that's fundamentally flawed. And in this case, you could see how that would be a problem. They basically have to find a loophole so they could fight Illumi, who is going to kill a whole bunch of people to get what he wants. Yes. So uh, that's basically the scenario we're faced with this, as this episode ends, um, Teradin and his group trying to cut off Illumi before he makes it to the hospital. Because Illumi and Ahsoka were talking and it was adorable. Um, because Ahsoka's just like, okay, so you just get on the phone and you call up your, some other people and we'll do this. And Illumi's like, yeah, I have no friends. So He's just, like, oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any friends either. Why would Why would you have more? Uh, he's like, oh, okay, so I guess we're on our own. And then that's when he does, he pulls out the needles from his shirt. And then, like, Soga's looking at it and he's like, hmm, that's a good nan. And then Illumi licks one of them. And it's like, it's bad enough. I thought it looked like a blow pop in the preview. For you to lick it like it's a lollipop and then just throw it like, in Yeah, that's how I give it nan. Here you go. And throw it in the back of someone's skull. Hold these things. I just slobbered all over. Like, that's a lot. Mm. So we're, we're left with these factions facing off, basically as a distraction, so that Killua can get to Gon and heal him in time before anybody else is able to find him. And I guess meanwhile, while this is going on, Subone still is also uh, tracking them. Yeah. Because I guess... Um, has Killua already broken a rule? Yeah, this point the phone call at least at least one that they've seen because no one's no one's see, heard the phone call. Yeah, so. but they they're like they were operating on the assumption that that's what he was going to do. Yeah, and seeing because him running away from them is breaking a rule. Right, that's... they had to be. Um, one of the rules is that he had to be with them. Another rule is that he has to be within I think three feet of Alaka at all times can't tell anybody about Alka's powers or anything about the family, really. And he broke those 
um, in talking to Morale. Even if he didn't give Morale all the information, it was enough for Morale to say, wow, you know who would really love to have this power? And it's basically Terridan and them. So, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, the fucking, uh, I forgot what he said, the segregationists would, yep. like, eat, would not be happy. <laughs> yep. So, we have the situation, again, unfolding with four more episodes to go. Ba- I mean, basically five, but we can assume that everything will more or less be handled by the last episode. Um, there's a setup for quite a few battles, plus we have not seen the Zodiacs in this episode Nope. And that and that has to be taken care of. Plus a bunch of hunters basically have left the area um, where the voting is supposed to take place and they're now engaged in something else entirely. So we'd have to see how all of that plays out, how it affects each other. Because it would be a shame if they just wrapped up the gone part of the story and did not wrap up the the voting part of it. Yeah, that'd be pretty messed up. Oh, that's by far, especially seeing how it plays out um, in the manga currently, I think that's by far one of the most interesting things going on right now. Definitely. Yep. Because, I mean, it started out not as interesting uh, with the election arc, but then with this new arc that we actually get to hear about the Zodiacs and their past and what they do for a living, now it's a lot more interesting. And their powers. Yeah, and their powers. So... Is there anything uh, that I have not covered in my discussion of this episode that you would like to point out, um, shed light on, etc.? I feel like I had something, goddammit. Take a second. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, the, the Hasoka fight was what I expected. Yep. Goto was doomed from the start. Um, good try. Yep. Effort was. Yeah. And now we got the Saren group. Yeah. That yeah. we have to deal with. Or that they mm-hmm. have to deal with. We don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, luckily. We don't have to do anything. Nope. Except talk about cartoons. So. so uh, uh, I think this is this is functionally our third anniversary episode because I don't think we're going to record the next one before the anniversary or it's going to be basically on the borderline. So with this being episode 100, this is functionally um, anniversary number three. Is there anything that you want to say um, to the audience to highlight to celebrate this whole milestone that we're basically not doing anything special for? Well, I'd like to say that it's been great doing this. It's, uh, I wish we had more time <laughs> <laughs> with this anime. Yeah. Because I have no idea how long this manga is going to be. But, uh, you know, been. I did not think I was going to be doing this podcast for three years. You're um, not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with all the 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 schedule, you know, uh, quirks and stuff between all three of us in three different places, and one of us not in the same time zone. Right. Yeah, but uh, 
hopefully the manga continues on long enough that you know we can continue to do uh do lots of good stuff with this podcast and keep things going and make it interesting for the listener all right cool yeah i'm not i'm not gonna promise that we're gonna be creative or anything like that because that's hard yeah, it, it's really hard to be creative. Uh, but I will say that as long as there's manga uh, to discuss, that we will be right here discussing it and bringing you our opinions, our wild and crazy theories. Uh, we'll continue to try and do things to keep the show interesting. Whether they're interesting to people or just interesting to us. Um, whatever. Whatever yeah. works. So, I mean, it's a shame that Diego's not here to, like, talk about it, because he was the person that wanted to do this. Yeah, he's, he's the one who initiated this. So it's kind of weird that he's not here for this <laughs> It's not our fault. He knows, yes. he knows what time the episode records. Mm-hmm. Has not changed. Yep. So, drunken debauchery. I'm sure. So, um... Happy third anniversary to everybody, that, to everyone that's a listener and did not email us, even though we mentioned several times that 100 episode, um, that the so third we're anniversary... Gonna, we're going to act like, um, you know, send those emails in about, you know, uh, congratulations on the third anniversary and, you know, uh, talk about stuff, you know, talk about us and, you know, why you're happy that this podcast happened or you hate it or whatever and uh send that to us and we'll act like you guys sent it to us on time and we'll read it yep so the email address if you want to do any of that is hxhpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at twitter.com slash hxhpodcast or facebook.com slash hxhpodcast and the website is droppingthex.com so you know, once again, we're going to thank you guys for sticking around for these three years. Because without that, again, we're talking at the air. And while that's fun for us to just talk to each other and record it. Yeah, I mean, as fun as that is, it's much more fun to go through this whole process of editing and putting music on it and throwing it on the internet for people to listen to it and then tell us their opinions and why we're wrong or why I'm the best. Which is probably what everybody should do. Definitely send those send those emails in, telling everyone why I'm the best. So yeah, um, thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week when Later. hopefully we will have manga. <laughs> <laughs> please, manga, Tagashi, please. All right, awesome. Wonderful.